2: You were tuned into for the record here on FBI Radio 94.5. It's a special one this week. We have got a, a Sydney legend, a Sydney icon, a, oh, an oh. angel, sweet angel here in the studio with us this week. I'm talking, of course, about Mikey, aka Dying Adolescence. You know him from uh, the vast uh, array of different bands that he, he
1: just told calls us.
2: himself home to.
1: Just told us his uh, goal for the year was to play in six live bands.
2: Why don't we up, up the stakes here? Why don't we make it ten? Or sixty. Because <laughs> playing in five bands isn't enough. Um, pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you. Fantastic record that you've put out. Definitely one of our favourites of the year.
1: A little mm. sneaky one. Just like yeah. bring it out in the end towards the end of the year.
2: You guys are too kind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This record is called Please Be Kind. It's your second full-length piece under um, Dying Adolescence, but you also play in Neighbourhood Void, mm-hmm. in Bleeding Knees Club. This year you also introduced another little side project called 1-800-MIKEY, which is a little bit more alternative DIY. Yeah, it's pretty random. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're also playing in another band called Candle. Yep. This record, though, is pretty sick. <laughs> it, I think it very much shows how obviously hard working you are, but that you're sitting on a bit of a gold mine.
3: Well, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like that that record it was all all the other bands that I've been playing in, I just kind of like swept me aside from dying adolescents and so this this album was like in the process for like 2 years. Hmm so there's yeah I guess it was like itching to come out.
2: That's you know. what I don't know. like. How do you find time to juggle all these different projects, but also maintain such a high um, quality control? To be it's, honest, it's it's, it's it's genuinely like it's mind yeah. blowing. Like it's 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 a wild, wild, um, wild, wild trip that you're able to kind of keep things to such a high level. Yeah, mm. it's to be honest, it's all it's all luck, I guess, because
3: it, it's kind of like one band will be like super active and then the other bands will be kind of dead. And then it's always kind of this cycle where like Bleeding Knees Club at the start of the year, you know, we'll be touring and stuff. So Neighborhood Void and Dying Adolescents can't really do much. But then Bleeding Knees Club would quiet down and then Neighborhood Void would come up and then Neighborhood Void would just come down. And then I'm like, oh, this is my chance. And so then I did some Dying adolescent stuff, some new 1-800-Mikey stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just all about...
2: The luck i guess of bands coming in and out of activity maybe you just have to put it in your contract that when one band (laughs) plays a show all of the bands have to play a show or you don't up. just to make things easier if you like you know logistically i don't know
4: yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: um now one of the like main reasons that i really like this record is because it's um if you're a fan of candy um a band out of melbourne you'd really like uh dying adolescents because it sounds like candy, but with little, like, mixes of emo in it. Yeah. And I think it's just such a magical pairing together. You've really beautifully towed the line between the two and it works yeah. so easily. Well,
3: he he mixed and mastered it. So it's just oh,
2: like...
1: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: you know, he's got his own... He's a man touch. about
2: town, candy, isn't
1: he? Yeah.
3: He,
2: he? yeah. he really, really... It, I see his name on lots and lots of things.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, he does a great job and, you know can always rely on Callum when it comes to mixing and mastering. Yeah. But
1: it does sound also, I- in saying that, your mm. own. It doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like you've lent on anything too mm. much or in any kind of way. 1-800-MIKEY, that little um, EP, came out before this. Mm. Did you kind of feel like you needed to get that out of the way before putting Please Be Kind together? Um, or putting it out of, officially?
3: Well, it was just kind of like before Please Be Kind could come out, um, there was things that had to be finished before it could come out Mm. and so while i was waiting you know for like artwork or like Mm. just some other stuff that needs to be done i was just like oh i just need i'm gonna keep writing so then i just smashed out this one eight hundred
2: mikey ep in like a week or something Silly, like... <laughs> silly. Silly levels of productiveness. Productive. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about a track that we heard uh, just up before we started talking, the opening track, Pray mm. For Me, one of my favourite songs of the year. How <laughs> how did that song come about? It's a pretty big statement of intent to start a, a record off with a song that big. Yeah. Because to me, know. that it kind of doesn't really sound like any other dying adolescent song.
3: Yeah, I guess that one was really like... I don't know, I was, I was listening to, to a lot of like... Alex G and I was like super influenced by Alex G and I don't know I wanted to like write in a way that I haven't done before I guess mm. and then it was very I guess like metaphor m- metaphoric it's not yeah. kind of straightforward straightforward and you know some of it's it's kind of like just storytelling mm. you know um, a big part of that song is actually like my best friend in university um, like two three years ago, maybe two years ago, but um, he would he would go to, he would go to bed and put nicotine patches on his arm, mm. and then he would have like these really really crazy dreams. Really? Yeah, and and then he used to draw them. He used to draw. He used to paint these like watercolor watercolor paintings, and it was beautiful. Crazy. And I was just like, dude, this is crazy. I've never heard anyone do this. And yeah, like, that's
2: wild. Yeah, because no, obviously I've I've listened to and, and like it made. That makes sense now hearing you say that. But when in the song, I'm kind of like, man, I wonder what he's talking about when he's saying nicotine a whole bunch. And then he yeah, starts yeah. talking about drawing. Yeah, yeah. It's, wow.
3: about, it's about my friend. And I guess like the first part was just kind of like growing up and just constantly being brought to church and like kind of conforming to, you know, how you should be and stuff. Mm. Yeah. So it's like two stories, but like linked, I guess. Cool. Yeah.
1: The drums in it are nuts also. It's (laughs) such a good opening track. Thank you. Was it just you you playing everything on the
2: album or did you bring in some other people to kind of help fill up a few things?
3: Well, like, I guess this was the first time I got some, like, actual drums. Mm. Like, the other stuff, the previous Dying Adolescent stuff was just kind of like drum machines and just really simple stuff. But then this time I wanted to, I don't know, experiment with that. But I got um, Adam who also plays in cool. sketch jets and um egoism and yeah he did the drums for pray for me yeah in my bedroom just one snare
2: well that i mean <laughs> that leads me to my second question i was i was wondering was this re- was this all recorded in a bedroom or yeah. did you so you haven't felt the need to kind of jump out into a studio just yet yeah not yet do you think you yet. could ever do it is it I don't or know. is it is it like a a comfort thing to kind of be in such a safe space i i
3: I do, there's, there's a part of me that really wants to go to a studio in the future, but I've done it before and it's been super weird and, yeah, not very comfortable. It
1: can sometimes, I guess, feel a bit forced.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels forced and then you've got all these people and then you can't really experiment with, Totally. Like,
2: right. Label puts you with a producer that you, yeah. like, don't know from a bar or soap mm-hmm. and yeah, he starts yeah. telling you, this is wrong.
3: Yeah. But I think I do want to, like, I'm already starting to write again for Dying Adolescents and... I I do want to go into the studio and actually, like, track live drums because, like, Adam's amazing and, like, Mm. he does... He gives me a lot of ideas and, um, yeah, to actually record him and, like, the way he he plays. I feel like he plays with emotion, especially Mm. with, like, dynamics and, like, I just want to record that, you know, so I might go to a studio next. All
1: right, so we're going to move into a bit more of Please Be Kind by Dying Adolescents. Probably my favourite independent release of the year. <laughs> oof, oof. She's
2: throwing Thank out you. all of these accolades.
1: Just putting it out there.
2: <laughs> Very well deserved. My heart. my heart.
1: In case you've just tuned in, uh, we are chatting to Mikey of Dying Adolescents. Also probably seen in playing a few different bands around Sydney. Definitely someone who is a big talent in the scene. On For The Record, going through Please Be Kind by Dying Adolescents.
0: See No, I can't see
1: On For The Record, on FBI Radio, 94.5 FM, uh, you heard Tanang Part 1 behind Dream of Dying and Losing Myself. All three by Dying Adolescents, uh, we are going through the album. Please be kind. We are the show that goes through a record over an hour and we have a very special guest joining us in the studio, the man behind the project himself, Mikey Barker, in the studio. I guess the story that you've lifted from behind the veil of pray for me is mm. quite unique and interesting is there any similar kind of backstory to losing myself and dream of dying
3: i guess um losing myself i i wrote that like that was like, that's one of the oldest tracks on the album mm. probably wrote that like just after du It can't wait like 2016 but it was it was Jeez. it was never finished like i had like the first verse of it and i was like sick and then it just sat in like the bank for so long and, and then i guess i pulled it out you know at last minute like i was looking through my files like oh oh this is cool you know and then i I tried to finish it but yeah that was like i don't know that was just about like my first girlfriend i guess and just constantly freaking out about like what she's thinking and you know constantly on the phones and like why aren't we talking and, and you know just losing myself with her I guess but Dream of Dying I don't know I don't know what I guess that was just like just sounded good I guess
1: (laughs) you've written and you've said that this album is a lot about reflecting on obsessions and influences and things that you were passionate about that shaped your adolescence
4: Mm,
3: mm.
1: can you tell us a bit more
3: well, it kind of felt like this album was like a massive summary of, like, everything that was, you know, that I was just filled with when I was in, in my prime adolescent years. Hmm. And this, you know, could consist of, like, falling in love for the first time, listening to, like, artists that will, like, stick with me forever and just being obsessed about weird stuff, like the Russians and um, I don't know, like losing my father and everything. And then it was just kind of like this album felt like that was summarizing everything. And then I felt kind of detached, like I'm not young anymore. And I don't know if I can continue this anymore. And mm. I just wanted to like, whatever whatever it was, I just wanted to be like, that's a summary of, I don't know, my my 10 years or like.
1: A chronicle th- of that period of time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We yeah. did say on your band camp that this um, may not be the end, but it's time of change.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: So d- d- as you've, s- and you I feel like it's very in- intent. The intent in those words was to not be like scaring fans and say, "Hey, like, yeah, yeah, it, this is it done." But does, yeah, it, yeah. does it feel like you kind of want to take a big 180 with um, what the next incarnation of Dying Adolescents can be?
3: Yeah. I guess so. I just, I just felt like, you know, I'm a bit older now. I remember like my, my EP Lonely was like super like, I don't want to get married. Oh, I don't want to like do this. I hate love. I want to die and all like, you know, that kind of thing. And right. then now it's just like, oh, hey, you know, you you're a bit older. It's time to move on. And like, I don't know. Yeah, it's It's, it's really quite weird. full
1: circle. Yeah. Dying adolescence and. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly,
3: exactly. And I just feel like, you know, I'm starting to listen to different music as well mm. and like, I don't know, getting more interested in different things. And then so, like, that was a summary of like what I was obsessed with, everything yeah. in the past. And then now I'm like, hey, that's cool. And I still connect to it, but it's time to like grow and find new things, I guess.
1: The emo parts of the album that are kind of woven in between, is there any direct um, piece that that is because of or inspired by? Like, mm. what made you kind of think... Because you used a similar kind of, I think, chords and progression and tone as, like, a quote-unquote typical emo song kind of thing. Mm. Do you think it was just by accident?
3: I think so. Uh, like, I guess, like, the really kind of, like heavy, you know, like, heavy distorted parts. That was, like... I don't know. I was listening to a lot of Smashing Pumpkins. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, just, like, this super, like, big muff, like, like, kind of fuzzy stuff. I was like, oh, this is sick. And I was into that for a bit. I guess I just tried to incorporate that in, like, the dying adolescence kind of sound, which is already kind of, you know, emo, I guess. So then it kind of Mm. meld together,
4: I guess. it
2: feels like you have been, uh, like, a little bit ahead of the curb um, on the whole incorporating emo into the sound of your music because I feel like it's had this big resurgence in the last, like, you know, mm. two, three years where now it's all of a sudden really popular. But you've kind of been doing it from the get-go or at least, like, somewhat to some degree from the get-go.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know, I felt like as I was I got a little bit older, I'm, I'm like, maybe, like, my 18... 18th birthday it started to go like really emo but Mm. remember at the start you know it was really bubbly and just kind of like oh yeah let's go to the beach hang
1: out woo party and then
3: it just (laughs) went this weird direction and then
1: so crazy because you come from pray for me losing myself dream of dying three Mm. huge songs with Mm. big statements even in the titles and then you come to tanang part one and it's just so the opposite and mm. catches you in a bit of a calm lull. Yeah, caught me yeah. off,
2: really caught me yeah. off guard that track, and especially that in the second um, part of the mm. thing. I've I've never really heard your music kind of exp- go and explore into that kind of almost yeah. like Brian Eno esque mm. yeah, uh, yeah. territory. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you kind of want to do, going you know forward with Dying Adolescents? Well, it's
3: always been, you know, kind of apparent, you know, like that real ambient of stuff always been mm. really interested but yeah alex wall put me on to, to brian and and i listened to a lot of Ryu ryuji sakamoto mm. and i saw him live and i was like oh god this is amazing and even like i don't know even current joys like does cool ambient stuff mm. and like yeah i just i just just love like being transported you know just kind of just have like a soundtrack kind of right. kind of thing you know Imagine it for like a movie or something. Would
2: you ever wanna wanna score a film?
3: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. See, it'd it. be one of my goals. <laughs> but
1: is it safe to say though that those two tracks were one of the most recent ones written? Mm, I like guess. when did you really kind of foray into experimenting with ambient?
3: Um, like it's always been. Like I've always like fluffed around with it. You know, mm. Like even from like the first album, do you can't wait but i just never felt confident enough about like putting it out there mm. but then in in lonely i kind of did you know just like a guitar kind of drone stuff but mm. then you know i got into synths and like just just sounds you know just like i i got really obsessed with just sounds right just like you know like the this bottle and if you listen to the if you listen to tanang there's actually this bottle like there's like water mm kind of like fluffing around and just, yeah, I don't know. There was just an interest that like sparked.
2: We're going to roll on into a few more tracks off the dying adolescence record. Please be kind. This one's called Toxic Masculinity.
0: being someone who I swore not to be. It breaks my heart in all honesty. It breaks my heart now That <laughs> now the past is <laughs> understanding. Now the days go by Standing
2: Right there is the second ambient track off the record. Tanang Part Two, Up Before It, Toxic Masculinity, You're Tuned In For The Record, where we're listening to the dying adolescents album Please Be Kind. Yeah. What do you reckon when you're when you're writing a track, because obviously you've got so many different canons of um or or ways or ways to release your music. Mm. Um how do you decide? All right, this is a Dying Adolescents track, or this is a One Eight Hundred Mikey track, or mm. or this is a Candles track.
3: I guess it's just kind of like the the topic and how I feel, right. I guess. Because I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put like a really dumb song under the name of Dying Adolescents. You know that doesn't really have mm. anything to it. Because the whole idea of that project is like. There's a meaning, I don't know there's there's something to back these kind of things, you know? would you
2: say that it's your most personal project?
3: yeah, yeah, it would be yeah, right.
1: It feels like that in the in the best kind of way, like a very vivid diary entry, mm. yeah, yeah, but not that you are ashamed of that in in any kind of way, yeah. Yeah. It's brutally honest. <laughs> Thanks.
2: <laughs> I feel like this is the most fully formed record that you've ever made. Mm. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, I think. I think at least for me, like in, in terms of like like listen through the whole way, mm. it to me it kind of just strikes strikes rather this really nice balance of uh, a variety of different. Um, Genres, emotions, feelings—I mm. I don't know. To me, this kind of seemed like the record where everything just like clicks. Obviously, not to denounce any of your earlier work. I just feel like this is the one where everything just kind of clicks.
3: Yeah, I—I I don't know. I guess it just—you know—it—it it, it felt like it's been sitting around longer, and I could like think about it a bit more. And I guess I'm older as well. I guess like I really think about how how things sit. In a spot and how I want to put like piece
2: piece and album together, I guess. Right. But yeah. Do you, do you, do you are you the kind of artist that gets in your head about things and once it's in there, like you kind of have to like labor over it until you kind of reach that per, per, like point of perfection. Mm,
3: I feel like I'm getting to that point, but I don't want to because when right. I was younger. I guess when everyone's younger, it's just kind of like having fun. This is sick. You be in the moment and you just don't really think about mm. anything. You're just like, this is great. This is cool. But then now I guess when I'm older. I think about, I get a bit more picky, but I don't want to be like that. So like I try to keep it real, real raw and real fresh. Mm. So like even when this album, like this album has been like trying to come out and like, it's been put together in like two years and it, it would always constantly be pushed back because I'm trying, I'm being, picky and stuff and then right. this year I was just like nah this is the date it's coming out that's what it is and that's what it
2: is is it kind of like a like a um uh like wiping off your hands like you oh no, yeah. not that you wanted to get rid of this thing but like did you were you did you feel like you were ready to move on to other things
3: yeah yeah and it would felt it felt good you know it's just kind of like or else it would just continue on it'd just be on my back for too long and it'll just I'll get over it you know right and it's just kind of like it was, yeah, it felt great to just finally put it out. It was quite random, but it was great.
1: <laughs> Does it kind of feel like now you've sort of put all those feelings to bed and you can oh yeah, d- yeah. properly move past them?
3: 100%, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: <laughs> Tell us about LHC.
3: I guess it's just kind of like a, a love song. I don't know. It's just like, um, I don't know.
1: What don't do the letters stand for?
3: Lonely Hearts Club, oh. yeah. So it's I don't know. It's just about like.
1: Mikey, you're breaking hearts all around. <laughs>
3: uh, I don't I don't know how to say this. It's kind of like. Oh, it's it's just kind of like talking to each other. There's there's like two characters, and it just sounds like they're talking to each other. Right. But it's just, it's just me singing. But it's just like. Um. I don't know how does that wait.
2: <laughs> no, I'm like, so good. That's that's the whole point of this is that we can like fuck yeah. up as many times <laughs> as we want.
3: It's hard to explain, but it, yeah, it's like two people talking to each other, but it's it's like a love, sad love song, and it's just kind of like being worlds apart, but then also being close together, you know. And right. that that could be that could I could mean physically, um, but also like it could just be a story. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: So Sandy Alex G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: very, very.
1: Um, no, it's great. All the writing is magnificent. But mm. did you feel like going into it um, as though you were thinking, okay, I'm going to touch on this, this, and this, and this together and put it all in this nice, neat package? Or was it more of a bit like over these two years you uh, like growing and developing in sound and taste mm. and exposure and that kind of just poured out of you.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because like, like I said, you know, there's different topics in there that, you know, it started from when, when I was really young to like when I'm like now, how like mm. what I am now. And then it's just like, yeah, like a summary, I guess,
2: yeah. <laughs> now this is going to sound super off topic, but it was just something mm. I was just thinking about then. We... A few weeks ago, maybe it was in La- no, it was not. We we did the Nicholas Jar record, and I was reading up on him, and he was, he did this special version of his album, and now like a a year after the fact, and put on a bunch of songs he left out, and he said there was one track in particular that he left off, because it kind of scared him. Like he didn't mm. didn't know if he wanted to reveal outside of himself, or he didn't know what that would unearth. Have you ever written a song where you were like, Ooh, like I don't know if I can put that out?
3: I mean, there have been moments. You know, like writing something and like writing it and then just kind of crying and then just being like, oh God, this is much like, it too much." you know, and then I'll show someone and then they would kind of like semi cry. And then you're like, oh God, like, is this, is this okay to put out, you know? Mm. But then I guess, you know, after hearing it for the first time, you kind of grow thicker skin to it and you're like, hey, this is fine. You know, this is what I want to say. This is the, re- like, it's come out of me. So it, it should, you know, I want to put it out. Mm. It's... Yeah. The, the rawest thing that I can do, you know.
1: You're going to keep going through. Please be kind, right here on For the Record on FBI Radio. This one's called I'm Sorry. last track uh lhc dan gordon's favorite i think his old country moment um we're talking about the album by dying adolescents called please be kind with mikey here right now what did you most want to get out of releasing this i just
3: i guess i just wanted to to start growing more i guess Hmm. you know because like all of that stuff is just it felt like i already know it like it wasn't it wasn't fresh to me anymore you know it's like i've already learned it i've like i know it from the back of my hand i've already experienced it i've, I've come across it so it's just like all right i want to you know this is one chapter of my life and i want to continue to grow and that's 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 what i just wanted to get out i guess yeah.
2: now you're playing live this thursday tomorrow at the lansdowne with lincoln's gold mm-hmm. uh, what can we expect from from the show any any kind of raucous energy coming our way,
3: yeah, well, um, it's actually I haven't done this in a while, but it's 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 a solo set, ah, yeah, so it's just gonna be me and guitar, nice. and there'll be like a lot of you know like just just raw even like ambient stuff, and like sick, yeah, it's kind of different you know with 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 the band, and I haven't done this in a while as well, so. It's kind of special. It's a wild treat.
2: A whole whole new side of dying adolescence to come and come and witness. So get yeah. on, get on down to the Lansdowne. tomorrow night. You can go see see Mikey in person. Give him big big cheer, big <laughs> smile, big hug. From
1: nine o'clock tickets are free.
2: Yep, it's free. Free show. Tickets are free. <laughs>
1: tickets are free. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, now taking a second to look forward into the future. You're already writing new stuff?
3: I guess I'm in the process already and, like, there'll be new things to come. But, yeah, I'm just going to grow more and you're just all going to join the ride with me, I guess.
2: Well, we'll be waiting with bated breath uh, for the next Dying Adolescence project. Safe to say we're huge fans (laughs) of your work here at For The Record, so we'll have to have you on for the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show no, thank it's you. been a genuine pleasure
1: I guess we're going to have to leave things there it's the end of the show Lunch with Deeper Alam is coming up to get you there this last track on the album is called Revelation 3 you can listen back at fbiradio.com slash programs or wherever you grab your podcasts from we've got some more special local guests next week so we'll see you here again at the same time next week